Mitch from respectmyregion.com back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast. Today is episode 51, and I'm joined by Josh Caruso from What's up? San Diego Cannabis Farmers Market and the Farmers Cup and a couple other entities, it sounds like. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you guys. I've been seeing how you guys have been uh, doing your thing a, a long time now and uh, just really happy to be on here. Appreciate the hell, opportunity. Hell yeah. Likewise, man. And I'm glad to talk, talk to someone else that has experience in the event game. Um, we really cut, cut our teeth doing that music before weed was legal. And then yeah. pre-COVID, pre that was a big thing that we were known for was, was throwing cannabis events. So I, I know the ins and outs, the pros and cons. Very oh, well. man. Yeah, yeah. We were we were going to do some uh, really uh, exclusive, good, fun things right before COVID. Like literally like I think a couple of days before they announced the shutdown, we, were, we had some really fun things in mind. But you know how that goes after that story. You know, we had to all flip our uh, hats and uh, figure figure out how to roll from there. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it was crazy. We on that particular year, we're like, we're going to take the first quarter off and go hella hard <laughs> the second three quarters. Yeah, man. And, uh, we'll figure it know, out. We got one event in L.A. and we flew back to Seattle and had an event two days later and the state shut down like the day after we flew back. And so. Oh, wow. Yeah. At least uh, you got that in there. We got yeah, the one we in did, LA, um, which was nice. Never got the deposit for that one in Seattle, but you know, it never oh. got that back. But uh is what it is, man. Um Yeah, that yeah, happens. I would love to just get, you know, kind of the history of of you guys. You know, like we were talking a little bit before we started the camera, but the and you know, things have started to take their own legs, but kind of the origin of the San Diego can cannabis farmers market and kind of the, the the origin of putting that together, starting putting events out. Okay, cool. Yeah. So pretty much uh Prop 215 happened, you know, I've been, uh, my ca cannabis has been my passion for a very long time uh, and my group, you know, as well for, for even before, uh, you know, the laws changed and stuff like that. So I've been into cannabis a while. Uh, 2014, I was sick of working, uh, you know, other jobs. Um, I decided, you know, I'm going to try to do the entrepreneur thing at the time here in San Diego. Uh, the cannabis um, laws were, you know, we're always a little late down here in San Diego for the laws to change, but eventually they changed. Prop 215 was just wide open with it. People were forming businesses like crazy. Uh, you know, it was more based on like a, a medical uh, community kind of kind of thing, the medical laws or whatnot. So quit my job, uh, got a few buddies together, uh, started doing a collective called the Honey Flower Collective. Um, we really, you know, we started growing. We started doing a, 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 pretty much every providing the market with what people needed in, at the time, um, you know, and then basically we started realizing, wow, there's a need out there for way bigger than what we're doing. Like, you know, we, we can't, there's people with cancer hitting us up for certain things we couldn't get or we couldn't make or we didn't have access to or whatever the deal was. So long story short, we, you know, we were still doing our collective thing, helping people out or whatnot, but we really saw a, a need for also at the time, there's a lot of businesses, new businesses starting and they're struggling trying to get their products out. So on one end, we, we saw people really looking for products. And on the other end, we saw a lot of businesses putting those same products out that they needed. And we just thought, okay, let me see if there's anything like this going on in San Diego. Um, at the time there really wasn't, I think there might've been one other event if that, um, but we, we threw an event and we called the San Diego cannabis farmers market. Uh, you know, that just, the name stems from 
you know, at a farmer's market, it really brings the community together, mm -hmm. the farmers, the products, you know, uh, kind of that community feel. Uh, so we decided to, you know, versus just kind of doing a sesh or whatnot. Um, so we basically did, long story short, we did a, San, it's literally a San Diego cannabis farmer's market. We tried it out. We rented out a warehouse. Uh, a couple of my buddies were doing raves out in, in a small warehouse. Mm -hmm. We're like, hey, you know, uh, shit, can we rent it? And, you know, it's a, it's a lot less riskier than a damn rave. I promise <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> there's still a little risk, but, you know, and, uh, you know, some, they were good friends, so they let us do it. And we had about 300 people show up and it just worked so good. We just, you know, we realized really quick, like, oh, shit, San Diego really, really needs this. Like there's n there was nobody putting, you know, people together like that. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, there's a, you know, most people were stoners, too. And we're just trying to get the good best bud and find the best wax and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But there really was a need for like medical stuff at the time as well. And mm -hmm. uh, we just had so many people reach out after we did that one where uh we we continued to do them and we did it for about i would say about three four years prop 215 you know we, we got pretty pretty big too with the uh, the gathering of people coming in so it's really hard to stay underground right. we got more than 500 people coming to a spot you know once a month and and you're really advertising to the public so anyways kept on doing that got in the spotlight a little bit um, you know, and to, took full advantage of Prop 215 and we educated the shit out of everybody about as much as we could. You know, we put as many brands uh, together with patients as much as we could. Uh, you know, it just wasn't about, you know, the selling and buying and, and smoking and all that. But we had, you know, people come in and, and educating. There was doctors, there's, you know, lawyers, just like uh, far, real farmers with like uh, tomatoes and shit. You mm. know, they would come. So, uh, so basically that went on for a while. Prop 215 ended and Prop 64 begun in 2018. Uh, we got a nasty notice from the city of San Diego, and they basically were like, look, we know what you're doing, and the laws are changing, and unfortunately, we're going to go ahead and, and make this new law and ban it, ban all cannabis events with consumption and sales in San Diego. Yeah. So you, you know, they basically warned us, we're going to, we're going to come for you if you don't shut down. So, uh, you know, from there on, we had to, you know, make some pretty harsh decisions. We had to cancel a few events. Uh, you know, that's when we took the hat off and we put on a different hat and we figured out, okay, we're, we're not, we're not going to go anywhere. We're not going to do what they think we're going to do, but we're going to stick around and we're going to do some shit that they can't, they're not even going to believe we're doing so what we did is we immediately we looked for what else San Diego needed. Uh, and we saw that there was at the time there was a lot of legit businesses starting in cannabis and there was not too many people uh, doing training for high or hiring or any like standards for hiring. So what we did is we did a job fair. We just, you know, we're like, OK, we're not going to make any money on this and that's fine. We're going to do a job here. We're going to do something that's going to help the community out and help everybody else out and help the brands out too. these new brands and prop 64, uh, you know, so we basically put, you know, the, the job applicants, people, everybody's trying to get a job being a grower. People are trying to get a job, uh, you know, doing all kinds of stuff at the time. It was really hot to, to be a bud tender, you know, it's, uh, you know, and to, to be an extraction artist. So long story short, we did a job fair. Um, it, it went really good. And uh, from there on, we kind of just 
you know, decided to keep on doing those kind of events, still bringing the community together, but on a, uh, like a business, mm-hmm. uh, opportunity, um, you know, educational thing more and kind of, we didn't want to focus as much on sales because obviously we knew that San Diego at the time, you know, and I can get deep into this. You got to tell me to stop talking. <laughs> um, but, uh, San Diego at the time, they were really doing a lot of, uh, structuring in the laws and, um, you know, there wasn't too much focus on, on the community stuff. So, um, you know, we just, we kept on doing it and long story short, COVID hit. So that just stopped all of our events in general. So then again, we had to take off our hat, put on another hat and decide, okay, how are we going to do this? So we decided to relaunch the farmer's cup, which is, you see the logo, the farmer's cup. Farmer's Cup is basically it's a competition for cannabis, and um, it was a part of our initial San Diego cannabis farmers market as a side thing. But we really decided, look, uh, you know, I'll tell you, we saw a beer, a few beer companies do a tasting where you would go and pick up tasters and bring it home or they would deliver tasters to you or something like that. We're like, hey. You know, we can try to do the same thing a little bit different, but do it with the cannabis brands. Um, so we got a few licensed dispensaries to partner with us. And we got a whole bunch of brands that really wanted to keep the networking going and the marketing going. And we we did the competition uh, and it just worked out great. The co- consumers love it. Um, you know, we're bringing attention on small farmers and new brands that really need it. It's really hard to get in this cannabis industry to get any market penetration and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, get your name out there when Instagram is shutting down pages left and right, you know, you don't have a blue check or a platform. And it's kind of like the music industry. Like if you don't have a platform, you could be the best rapper in the world, but if you don't have a platform to spit your lyrics and, and show people what's up, you know, you're probably not going to go too far. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at with the farmer's cup. Um, still helping out the education and the brands and still putting the community together and just keeping up the the whole community with something to do. The culture is really important to us mm-hmm. and events drive the culture directly, uh, you know, without events, without people actually consuming the, these products and supporting the brands and supporting growers. I mean, it's just not, you know, it's going to get more and more business and less and less culture. So that's why, you know, we decided to keep on going hard with the stuff. Uh, keep on doing these kind of events and that's kind of uh, I'll stop on the history lesson yeah no I mean you clearly you guys have done a lot and it seems to be very much rooted in culture community education and, and, and providing a platform and you know I've been I've been kind of having this this thought process I've I've probably said a lot of times on this podcast recently but it just relates so much to this that you know, cannabis pre-legalization was rooted in community, right? Like we all yeah. kept our use or the sell of very secret. And so it was like the community is what brought us together, whether we're sharing thoughts over a joint or like exactly. how we just found stuff to put in a joint. And yes. then the community rallied together to get a form of legalization, right? Like the community did that. And exactly what you're talking about. The community is the one that has rallied together and provide platforms of not only education, but brand awareness where no other platform exists. So it's absolutely essential for the community to get, you know, beyond just smoking and trying product, right? Getting the community together is really power in that. I mean, that's where this, in this the basis of cannabis really is rooted in as a community. Yeah, I agree. And you know, when 
you know, when people gather like that, it makes it makes uh, people in power nervous because we're getting together. We're talking about ideas. We're talking about how to make life easier. We're talking about how to help each other out without needing, you know, for example, without needing pharmaceutical help. Right. You know, you, you, cannabis can be used to help cancer patients out and, and a million other things. Wow. Well, I, I bet half of the population doesn't know that. Right. So, you know, the, it, it makes them nervous. And that's what we're we're doing with the events. I mean, uh, not to make them nervous, but I mean, we really got to to make it. It's still uh, like a backdoor name. You know, you still say cannabis in a crowd of people. Half of those people are going to probably look down on you. Right. So even though we've gotten to a certain point in cannabis where, you know, it's a it can be a household name. That doesn't mean everybody's on board yet. We're trying to get them there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Doing the Lord's work, man. And so, you know, with, with all of these different types of events and, you know, a history that's spanning, you know, six, seven years about at this point, what are some of the most memorable moments you've had or most memorable events that you've thrown that come to memory? And I'm sure there might be quite a bit, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the most I would say the best matter, the most positive ones are probably going to be uh, the first time we did the job fair. Um, and it's not only a job fair, it's a business mixer too. And we got, um, we got a, a, a crowd of just people just really desperate for jobs and, and really, you know, we love helping people out and just to see, like hearing about people getting jobs after that, mm -hmm. like, you know, we had two, three years later, you know, we, we didn't hear from a lot of the people, so we didn't know if they got the job or not, but they're like, yeah, we're still with the company. I'm a general manager now. I'm a, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm in manufacturing now or whatever it may be. That really makes us feel good. That's probably one of the more remember, memorable ones. Um, we had a San Diego, our last San Diego cannabis farmers market, uh, was our most rememberable for that event. That was at the, we did a full on, we rented a golf course, right on uh right next door to a hotel it, it was awesome um that was probably the other most memorable one just because it was like a mini high times mm. yeah i said high times but it was, it was like a mini high times in san diego and you know it's just seeing how many people like really vibed on that and that normally don't get together with people and, and you know talk about cannabis and use cannabis and and even just get together with the same pe with people with the same like um knowledge and the same like likes and stuff you know it was rare so really the vibe was just just awesome that day and that was the last one and that's what we're trying to create mm. again hopefully one day here in san diego when the laws change awesome yeah and, and you know speaking of you know maybe the name we do not speak but but a high time someone yeah. who's carved their name out with with the yeah. cup right and obviously yeah. that's something you guys have done I know their cup, you know, I'm not going to bash it or praise it, yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's received a fair amount of criticism. And so one of the questions that I wanted to ask, it was a little bit later yeah. on, but it just rolls off of that is no worries, when, man. It, when it comes to rating products for a cup or what, what wins and what goes into that, what is, what is like some important factors that you really value in terms of making sure it's fair and accurate? Cause I mean, everything's subjective, right? What's the best to me might not to be to you. So what kind of goes in your guys' sure. approach to making sure you're of what wins, right? What, what are some of the criteria you look at? Thanks for bringing that up. And that's very, very important. And uh, um, what, what we like to say about our group, and we're not going to compare it to any other group. We'll just talk about ours. So what we do is we do, we're mainly focused on a people's choice. Um, now, and obviously that's going to be in the SoCal region. Um, you know, our, 
our event is open to all of California, but the dispensaries and a lot of the brands that we deal with um, are down here. Mm -hmm. So basically our main part of the competition is a people's choice competition. And the reason why we did a people's choice competition is because that's the truest comp that's the truest competition that you're going to get in our opinion um, on, on one side of a competition is from the people, um, you know, cause that at the end of the day, you're not going to have somebody in the city council who doesn't smoke weed, open a jar and, and say what it is, you know? So it's going to be the consumer at home who goes in the dispensary and really needs something for whatever reason and goes and buys it and goes home and tries it and either likes it or doesn't. Um, that's going to keep the brands honest. That's going to keep the brand, even if, you know, they don't win something. It's always a learning experience for the brands because we'll get good reviews. We'll get bad reviews. We're not going to blast the bad reviews like used to happen in, in, in other events that, you know, but will we let the company know, Hey, this consumer said this, watch out for that batch. You just did it didn't, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever the deal is. Um, on a positive note though, it works the other way. If they love stuff, they're going to win a trophy. And it's really going to say, you know, some of these competitions we have have 30 to 75 different brands involved. Mm. So if you can win something in a category, let's say like indoor flower, that's going to be, um, you know, out of all these really top notch brands and you take home a trophy, that's really going to say something about it. So our first, answer to your question would be the people's choice. It keeps everybody real. It keeps everybody true. And how we, um, basically long story short, every judge gets a ballot and we, it's a digital ballot. Uh, no more writing stuff down. That's going to create too much, too much headache for us in math. So we do all, everything is up in a, in a ballot on a computerized ballot. It's all sent in. Uh, basically from there, we, we see who the best is and that's how we calculate it. It's straight up the numbers from yeah. the people straight to us. And then we see who, who voted the most and who, who didn't. Um, the second part of your, of what we do is we also do a laboratory test. So lab results are very, very important. Um, we're not focused on the, um, I would say the 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 negative like uh, molds and pathogens and stuff like that because that's already been tested. Mm -hmm. It's on the legal market already. We're uh, what we do is think by Think Twenty Labs. They do a potency test, terpene test, um, and uh, uh, there's just one other test I can't remember right now. But basically, what that is is that's just everything is already tested from these brands. So we're just going to a third party, Think Twenty Labs out of LA. And they're retesting everything. And whoever gets the most um, THC, uh, terpenes, combined cannabinoids, and we do a few others because we all know THC isn't everything. So we definitely have a cannabinoid test. And then we, we basically, uh, that's how we do that award. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's how we do it. And, you know, we've always done a people's choice. We used to do in-house, in-person testing, but we found out after you smoke, 50 dabs and eat 20 <laughs> edibles you're not going to be the the best right. judge so our judges go pick up their um from a dispensary they pick up their judge kit they take it home and they can judge it for two weeks mm. so they really can dive into each strain some of the judges put out reviews like a, a, a story long and we love it we love it. we absolutely love it because some of the reviews are great some of them are bad some of them are funny but that's how we do our stuff
And it's important. I know you noticed you said you pass on those bad reviews. I criticism is I know a couple people that are in music and you know brands, whether it's cannabis or just clothing, whatever, and they say there's a couple people that live by the ethos of like negative crit or criticism and negative reviews are so important to us so oh, we can know what to yes. fix, right? Like if you just, yes. you know, for lack of a better term, suck someone's dick, right? Like just unshower them in praise. What yeah. is there to work on, right? Exactly. No, that's so important. Uh, you know, there's every grower is a master grower. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. and and not all brands and in business it's the same thing. You you can't um, grow the best stuff all the time. You need that negative criticism. You need a no guy on your team. Right. You, you need somebody to tell you you fucked up or this batch isn't good or damn we got to improve that because you know and that's you're right. It's very very important. It's almost more important to have that than to get a positive review. Right. It's probably equally as important, but yeah, because I mean, a positive review gives you validity. Or I'm on the right path, right? I might build your confidence, but ex exactly, there's nothing for yeah. What what you know? What am I supposed to take with this? Oh, everything's perfect. No room for improvement. <laughs> you know, like and we all know everything is not perfect. <laughs> right, and and when you look yeah. at cannabis, you know, or even you know, like a wine, these seasonal products, you know, like when you look at wine, certain years are like you know, there's a wine, whatever, some wine series, people be like, oh, the 2017. It doesn't mean exactly. the other years are trash. It just means that 17 yeah. was the one, you know, and it's just, exactly. like, just like weed. This batch, when you go into a store and they're like, yo, do not let this batch, this is the best batch there's ever been. Get it, get two of them. Don't, don't yeah. sleep. Bro. You know how it is, because, you know, with a lot of brands, you can go there and you can get one eighth. The eighth will be fire. But then the next batch, you're like, mm, it's almost fire. But you're right. The the plant, the cannabis plant is very fickle. It's hard to grow weed. It's hard to, especially some of these newer strains, you know, you, you, you don't feed them one drop what they're used to getting fed. And it might herm on you or, or change right. color or do something that you don't want it to. But yeah, consistency is key in growing cannabis. Absolutely. And so, you know, another thing that I wanted to ask you is like, obviously you guys navigating through Prop 215 to, to 64 and navigating these challenges, the changes of regulations. Um, you know, now you can do legitimate, you know, cannabis events, right? You get an event license and, and regulation keeps changing. You know, you kind of addressed it a little bit earlier, but what are some of the challenges that it takes to like, hey, I'm going to plan out my year's worth of events and then regulation changes somewhere in the uh -huh. middle of that and you got to, how do we keep having value and deliver what everybody expects and wants from it while staying within these bumpers that they keep? Oh man. Well, within that's a, that's a, a hard subject for, for us to be honest. Cause like I said, California isn't the friendliest. You would think we would be the friendliest for cannabis businesses, but as you know, we're not, um, you know, and specifically for a cannabis event uh, organizer who's licensed with the state, we've actually been licensed since the very year 2018 as soon as it came out with the license we thought we were hitting gold we thought we were gonna do events in san diego we're gonna call the del mar fair we're gonna have a race a horse race day with weed you know man that was just the farthest from the truth ever and unfortunately <laughs> they still haven't figured it out down here specifically in san diego that band that i was talking about they mm -hmm. threatened us with they actually went through with it. So right now, as we speak, even though we have a damn state license, the state's like here, you guys can operate, you guys can do a cannabis events, but San Diego is like, sorry, we're not gonna let you do that. 
Mm. And we're and not only that, but we have a stupid ass law to basically ban exactly what the fuck you're doing. So, you know, and that's just the problems with regulation and that, that'll get fixed eventually. Um, but I forgot where we're going with that. That shit gets me heated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, it was, it, it was just yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, the advice to, I, I can give it, it's harsh because the, the reality of the situation is we're really dependent on, you know, where I'm going with this. We're really dependent on who, how are we going to go be represented in front of these city councils and in front of the, these judges and in front of these millionaires that are making all the fucking decisions. Because if we're not going to show up in these council meetings and we're just going to keep on smoking a blunt in the alley and thinking things are going to change, they're not going to fucking change at all. And, and that's what we see here in San Diego. It's so hard to keep, you know, I mean, there's not too many people pushing for events, especially down here. If people want to go to events, they love events. I mean, shit, we had a thousand fucking people at our, our, our last one, probably more. But, mm. you know, are all those people going to show up and vote and do all the extra stuff to change the laws? We hope so. But, you know, the reality of the situation is mm, unless there's something really big behind you, probably not. But you just got to keep on pushing and, and, and you got to keep you got to be ready to put on different hats. You got to be ready to 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 do get used to stuff that you're not normally good at or and get get good at it. Um, things are going to change. It's going to change for the worse. It's going to change for the better. You just got to be ready for it. Uh, no, ab absolutely. And that's, you know, that's one thing you can guarantee with uh, regulation is going to change slow and it's going to change and you can yeah. fight for it. But regardless of whether you're fighting for it or not, it's, it's a long process. Um, you know, and, and it's, and it's difficult, right? When you're operating a business and regulation affects your business, it's like, I have to spend time building the business, making sure money's coming in, but then I also have to go donate my time to change yeah. some regulation that doesn't make sense that sure it benefits my business, but it also benefits, you know, other people as well. Right? Like you don't, you don't get paid. Sure. You go change regulation. <laughs> Great. You feel good. But what that, that didn't put no food on the table, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, ex exactly. Exactly. I mean, my, the, the goal, the end goal would be to operate um, my own business at cannabis and what we were good at cannabis events with consumption and sales in my home city. Right. You would think that that would be something that, you know, our municipalities and our leaders would be like, okay, this guy wants to generate tourism and possibly a large amounts of money into our taxes and into our city and and like make people happy but uh, but you know that's all going to come down the line eventually yeah. uh san diego county though is going to be on board with um events licensed okay. events pretty soon we're hoping 2022 2023 so we're really looking forward to that the city i don't think is going to change anytime soon but fingers crossed we'll see yeah i mean you look at like you know sonoma county and north cal we're like really on the 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 cutting edge of allowing these types of events and then you've seen it trickle down starting to happen in la a little bit yeah um, so i mean it's it's proof there right that these events are happening yep. the, the dangers the stigma of all you know there's no minors going in there getting all exactly. this wide open access like you know and any person out there who's concerned about the safety of a cannabis event i will i would go to a nightclub just the average oh, any nightclub. Right? 
And then go to a cannabis event and tell me which one you think is safer, bro. And if you say the nightclub, I'll pay you $2,000 out of my pocket. You know, here's a fun fact. We've we've been doing these events for so long, man. We have never had one fight. Uh, There's been some, you know, arguments. But did they all end, you know, how it's supposed to end? Yeah, nobody was socking each other. No drunk idiots throwing chairs, doing all that dumbass shit. Um, and yeah, you're right. All the stuff that they are afraid that we're that's going to happen at these events never end up happening. Right. The kids don't get stoned walking by and smell the smoke. You know, we don't allow kids in the fucking event. Like, uh, it'll change. But it's yeah, and it's you know, I, I worked in nightlife, DJing, and throwing traditional events before cannabis was illegal. Yeah. Before it was legal, and I mean. Just your average bar, like I, I used to always joke, like the fucking urinal in the men's room would get like ripped off the wall on such a regular basis. You're, and I'm yeah. just always like, what Getting guy here is so drunk? He's like, let me just rip this off the wall. Yeah. But it happens yeah. so much. And when I started oh, yeah. throwing weed events, I was like, nobody's throwing up. Nobody's pissing all over the floor. Yeah. Nobody's breaking stuff off the wall. Nobody's yep. fighting. You know, you're not hearing these crazy horror stories from women getting preyed on from young exactly. dudes, you know what I mean? Like there's all that shit that's a headache to deal with a traditional of any of, you know, any event that has alcohol, you don't, there's yeah. it's not, non-existent, man. Everybody's chill. It, usually the night ends earlier than planned, right? Yeah. You get to clean up and get home before 1 a.m. for a Yeah, time. they get hella hungry. They want to go get some fucking pizza or some <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> right right and it's that's what i always said i was like i love like when we throw when we used to throw our events i was like bro i just i love cannabis events anything without alcohol is just it's oh, so much easier so much more positive yeah um, man. and so know. needed it's needed everywhere man right and you know as an event organi- organizer you know again at a traditional club where people are drinking you know you feel you feel guilt, right? A bad issue, something happens, right? Like it, it, it affects you, right? This happened under my control. Obviously you can't control hundreds yeah. and thousands of people, but you, you feel this guilt and you know, sometimes you're scared. Like, man, I don't want anything to pop off tonight. I don't want anyone to get oh, hurt, yeah. you know? And at these cannabis events, it's like, I don't even have those concerns. I don't even yeah. have that anxiety. Yep. Man. It's a, yeah, it's been a beautiful thing. And I challenge anyone out there. I mean, I doubt there's people listening to this, um, you know, on that side of the, you know, the stigma. But if you are, man, I really challenge you to go. You might be disgusted with the smell of weed and think everyone's stoner is great. But look at that compared to, again, any nightclub, man. It is night and day difference. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Full on challenge. Right. And so. Uh, one of the things before we get into the events that are on the horizon, you know, I just wanted to bring up, we, we kind of alluded to it, but obviously COVID came up over the last year and a half, which, you know, threw a wrench in anybody's plans that were doing any sort of event, networking, event, gathering. I think you guys switched to a digital forum for yeah. a little bit. So how, how was it navigating COVID and, and um, you know, I don't know, how, how did that affect business? How, how did you guys maneuver through that? You know, we, we, we got blessed that we, we saw the way to do it. Um, and cause like I said before, we had probably like two or three events. We were planning on doing some crazy good things, some, some really fun events, some groundbreaking stuff. We had to cancel all of that and just rethink everything. So, um, we're just really thankful that we partnered up with a few licensed dispensaries. Cause if we didn't have that, we really couldn't 
uh, you know, work with these with the competition. Uh, we almost were just going to only do a home grow competition. And, mm. and yes, we still support home growers. It's so important. Shout out to all the home growers out there. We still have a, a home grow competition. Um, and if you'd like to join it, hit us up. But um, so basically, if we didn't partner with a, a few licensed dispensaries, we wouldn't be doing this event. And we're just um, we've been, you know, we've been really gaining a lot of uh, relationships deep relationships here in san diego thank god that we've gotten this far with it um and they 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 worked with us they sponsored our event and now we can have judges come pick up the products at these dispensaries uh the three dispensaries we're partnered with now is ag a uh, green alternative down there in otai mesa a Go uh, golden state greens in the by the beach and the original san diego mm. um so those are our three pickup locations and basically the the farmers cup went virtual and the only thing that we did differently is we stopped having in-person tastings mm. so basically now all the tastings are legitly you go to the dispensary you pick up the product um you go home and you test it for two weeks and after that judges ballot and it's all digital so there's really only one thing you got to do personally in person and go pick up the uh the judge kit so that's kind of how we've been rolling and i'm glad we figured that out because if it wasn't for that excuse me we would have to do some other stuff and i don't know where we'd be at right now but um it's still working and this next one is virtual we're don't worry we are trying to work out an in-person event for everybody wondering uh, that's always a big question when we can we get back together uh we're working on it hopefully at the beginning of next year we'll work something out so we have some some things planned awesome but. and so what what are some of these other events? i know you got the upcoming one what, what are the events kind of on the on the media horizon yeah. so we have um so we have two two events coming up on the horizon we have the harvest cup it's already going on right now the harvest mm -hmm. actually it's the harvest edition it's the farmer's cup harvest edition it's basically a flower only flower cup so it's harvest time here in california and you know a lot of other places so we decided to you know do an all flower competition so it's six categories um we have about 37 to 40 brands on board right now. Oh man, some of these entries they're entering are crazy. There's some infused flour, there's infused pre-rolls. Yeah. Um, there's just a whole bunch of indoor, outdoor, uh, greenhouse. And um, we're just really happy about this because it's at a time when there's a lot of farmers uh, struggling right now to try to sure. get their product out and a lot of new new brands and stuff. So we're doing our thing. We're, we're getting making them introductions to dispensaries, trying to get them on shelves. Uh, trying to put the you know the the consumer to know these brands so they can ask for them at the dispensary. Um, the, so this one you can be a judge. You can go on our website farmerscupofficial.com. You can purchase a judge kit, and then you can have access to trying out all kinds of flour, mm. all kinds of licensed brands. Uh, there's like I said, there's six categories. We're not sold out yet. We usually sell out um, a, little bit, a little bit more like halfway during uh, before the pickup. The pickup is we just pushed it back uh, to get more entries in. We have a lot of outdoor harvesters and, and cultivators that are still harvesting their stuff. So they wanted to really participate. So we heard them. We pushed it back till December 2nd is the drop off date. But um, after that, judges come pick it up. So that's the harvest edition. Our next one after that, we also have another job fair. We're making a, we're doing a virtual job fair um and that is december 11th that's a free event you go 
basically make a little emoji uh, avatar, not an emoji, an avatar. And it, we have a digital world. You're going to be able to listen to educational speakers talking about jobs, talking about the industry. Um, and that's called the uh, Cannabis Career Job and Business Expo. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be December 11th. It's a free event. Um, and you can, I don't know if we can drop links on here, but check it out um, at San Diego Cannabis Farmers Free tickets. It's on eventhigh.com as well. So those okay. are our two that we have right off the bat. We also, we're excited to announce um, we're doing Earth Day 2022. We're going to be doing um, something to do with the Farmers Cup there as well. And we partnered with the owner of Earth Earth Fair San Diego, which is a big event downtown. So that's going to be next year. But those are the three events we have on the horizon. And we got a bunch more, but I can't disclose that just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on it. It's not ready for the public ain't even ready for it yet. Man. They're not you know, even ready so. for it. I mean, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, with the job fair, right? Like, I'm sure a lot of that is rooted in a, you know, connecting people that are curious, but I'm sure a big component of that is education, which seems to be something that's a consistent theme through your guys' history. You know, how important is education in, in this space to you? Oh my gosh. I know, I know, you know, the answer to this. It's so important. It is so important. I mean, it's, it's like the difference between, us failing as a cannabis industry and us not failing mm. and, and the difference between somebody not knowing about cannabis and knowing about cannabis is like just so golden, especially with all the research that's coming out. All the, the governments are getting easier to, to do research on it. There's new cannabinoids being found every day. I think last time I heard think 20 said that they, there's something like a hundred, a hundred different, I think cannabinoids or terpenes. I can't remember which one, mm. but it's just insane. And every you got to think every single one of those cannabinoids and terpenes have a different effect on our body. Right. Most of them are positive because we have a endocannabinoid system. Um, so for education, it, it's so important to us. And you know, it, it's even just for events. You know, getting people that know so much about the plant or know so much about the space or even the the business side of it, getting them to speak to a public crowd, kind of like you guys are having me on right now. I'm not saying I'm an expert in no sense of the word, but like, you know, it, just the platform to be able to educate people is, is so valuable, man. If we could just change one person to realize that they need mm. cannabis for something or to just to think that, okay, that somebody that thought cannabis was uh, like smoking crack, you know, and now right. because they're watching us right now, they're like, oh shit, okay, well, maybe I'm gonna go try that just because of what we're saying. You know, you never know. And it can be the smallest thing. It doesn't have to be somebody going to school for the education. It could just be me and you talking right now like we're talking. Right. Um, but, you know, we're just excited about the, the way things are going, because, like I said, the more research is done, um, the space is just going to evolve more and more and more. Eventually, it's going to be federal legalization. And then after that, the, you know, the uh, uh, mushrooms, that's a whole different yeah. space with education and helping people. I think that's a different podcast, right? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it ties in. Uh, Joey and I were talking about that earlier. It definitely ties in. You know, cannabis is helping move that conversation. And obviously the studies that they're doing in that realm are yeah. are, are honestly unbelievable. Oh, uh, groundbreaking. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, that and that's the power of this. And it's funny, you know, I just started, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started. I just was out in the East Coast and checking out their market. And, you know, we were sharing, I was sharing how, how fun it was to be in the excitement. But one of the things that, 
uh, you know, it's a real, I don't know, I don't I know how to phrase it, but a downer, right, is you go to these emerging markets or these new markets and you go in as a consumer that is comes from the West Coast and is, you know, this going to a store is not new to you, right? And, yeah, yep. I, you know, I obviously know just you're through, seasoned. Yeah, working this platform, going to cultivation facilities. Exactly. You know, I don't necessarily claim an expert, but I've got a lot more knowledge than the average, you know, consumer. And go, you go to these dispensaries in these new markets, and you're like, you know, what's what's good, what's hidden, and like they're like, oh well, you know, look at the T, you know, organized by THC percentage. You want oh, fever hybrid, and I'm like, bro, like, I asked uh, what was the most fire in the store. I didn't say anything about percentage. I didn't say anything about what classification you know i just yeah. want to know what is hitting and it's funny like you know i i have to remind myself like in a couple years they'll get there in a couple you know yeah i hope yet, so man you know? i hope i feel like the whole uh business is driven on thc percentages right now and from talking to these um, laboratory partners we have they, it really is i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of fraud going on man right boosted thc levels i mean how is your plant going to be 50 percent thc like come on like <laughs> if you look at the plant is it going to be is half of it's going to be oozing squirting right. out resin it's not physically possible like right. i don't know maybe i'm wrong hey i don't know but i don't know it, there's 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 a lot of bs in the industry and it's just gonna it'll get weeded out eventually i hope yeah. and, and that goes back to the education thing you were just talking about that's how we're gonna fucking educate people because the bud tenders, you educate these bud tenders and quit telling you that bullshit they just told you, you know, on the East Coast. Like talk about other stuff like the terpenes and right. I don't, I, and, you know, just so much more in THC. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know, I, I get it right. Like I, I got clients and I know people that are really smart in the buying process, and they'll, they'll admit right, they understand THC percentage doesn't matter, but they sure. have to buy on it because they're like, yo, I can't, I physically can't sell it if it's not hitting a yeah. certain mark, and that obviously exactly. drives brands to chase high THC strains, testing facilities to be incentivized to fudge some numbers around, you know, mm, and it's like. Man you're speaking the truth right now and that right. is going on rampant bro mm -hmm. rampant everybody that i mean the the laboratories want to be honest but when you got somebody giving you you know 10 racks to fudge <laughs> some numbers or that's a client that's gonna make you a hundred thousand in a month right. i mean are you yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, right. it's and a touchy it's, subject, but hey, it's one that needs to get dealt with. Um, we got a lot of respect on that note. We got a lot of respect to uh, our lab partners, and I know every lab says this, but they're really honest guys. They do not fudge numbers. They have all the latest equipment. They double, triple check stuff. And that's why we go with them. It's Think Twenty Labs over there in um, LA, and uh, those are our partners for the cup. They do all of our testing. So, and they'll they'll be they'll admit it. They'll everything is ran on THC numbers right now. Mm -hmm. And he, they'll tell us like, they'll tell their clients before they test or say, we're not gonna give you high THC numbers. We're gonna give you exactly what your test is really. There's really is. So don't get mad at us if your shit, if your jar says it's 42% and then it comes back 28%. Right, right. Yeah. And that's, and I, I was gonna ask, you know, without, I don't wanna put too many people on blast, but how often does that happen? You guys get stuff submitted. And I know every, you know, every lab and test, I get, they're never gonna be 100% yeah. the same. It varies. Variances, but 
Yeah. How often are you seeing something submitted that has a crazy high level, but then when it really gets tested, you're like, yeah. you know, uh, for our entries, I wouldn't say too much. We have saw some variation. Um, it doesn't happen too much because I think what's happening with us specifically is the brands are giving us their their award winning strains yeah. that they think is the top top. So they're you know I don't think they're gonna too, you know that's gonna happen too much. But like I said earlier, we have saw some stuff and it, and it has happened and and it probably will continue to happen. But that's one of the things that we do that we pride ourselves for our event, our Farmers Cup. As you know, we do the third party testing just because we want to see where it really is. So, and that's super, and that's super important, you know. And I, I've I've been saying this for a while, and it's a lot easier said, especially said by someone that's not paying all of the cost to run a retail outlet. But I think <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's a severe need for a retail outlet that's just like so aggressively thc doesn't matter like they have signs on yes. the wall when you come in when someone comes in and asks what's your highest thc they're like bro get the fuck out of it. if that's THC how you're gonna don't buy, get matter the, get the fuck out of my store like i don't go to medman oh right no i'm just kidding <laughs> but it's just like it's gonna take someone instead of being like oh that's all the consumers care about people are gonna have to start coming together and be like nah like we're gonna educate like we're going to annoy these people so much that they might not shop here because we're like trying to convince them out. Cause people say, I try to convince people, but it's just what they want. But it's like, you really got to drive it home, bro. Exactly. It does not matter. dude. Like, yeah, but this right here, whatever price range you have, I'll recommend some kill. And I was yep. ever going to talk about the THC percentage once on it, you know, like, yeah, exactly. And it's crazy. Cause like, you know, you could smoke, uh, 42 percent or supposedly it is and then uh, somebody else can smoke the same thing and it'll have two totally different effects so like that needs to be taught as well like people forget the fact that okay something says sativa or says indica it's not always going to make you sleep right. it's not always going to put you up it might have the the terpene in there might affect your body different than it affects the homie's body and he might go to sleep when he's smoking a sativa i mean i I don't know. There's, then that just goes back to the education. It's it's so important, man. It's so damn important. And it's exciting. I, I can't wait till it really gets out there. Like I'm seeing more and more universities, um, like state universities here in California, like open up to those kind of – I haven't saw – there is some courses yet, um, but not that deep into it. But it's happening, and I'm seeing more and more like uh, cannabis clubs at UCSD and mm -hmm. San Diego State. They're opening up and they're really pushing for that and you know the i mean we got um, we gotta start a religion man we gotta start going door to door with the pamphlet saying percent yeah i'm here to spread the good word man stop yes, lying off that goddamn percentage point yeah shit. <laughs> shout it till they get sick of us shouting it they'll hear so, us one day Shit. So outside of THC percentage for you, what what are some of the components that you consistently see in award award winning or cup winning cannabis strains? Like, what do you feel it takes to to take home one of those awards? Uh, that's a good question. You know what? I think I think nose and smell hmm. and the terpenes when when it hits your 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 nostrils and you, you you know you smell what that is i think that's that is probably the one of the leading factors maybe the top leading factor um i feel like effect obviously is 
is one of those as well. But I, I would say the smell of the product, as soon as you crack a jar, you know, if it just blows you away, it, it's always, for me anyways, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, put that one down and ignore it, you know, if right. it's going to smell better than the next one. Um, and then obviously after that, I would think it would be sm like the taste and mm. if it smokes good, you know, was it harsh? Um, those are the two, in my opinion, that most yeah. of the judges are, are, are looking for. I, and that I, sucks because what in our market here in California, we can't smell the weed right. no more in dispensaries. I, I don't know how it is in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes they'll do the smell jar, but not very many people do it. And then, yeah. you know, you're not trying to just, I'm a sacrifice fresh nugs every day to just throw away, you know? So, yeah. So the regulations drive a lot of that, the trends that we're seeing actually, now that I think about it, but anyways, yeah, to answer your question, I would say smell the nose of some, the smell of it. Um, and then the, the effect and maybe the, the taste and the, how, you know, if it's harsh or not yeah are the, most of the deciding factors sometimes i have saw that packaging really mm -hmm. does affect it too some some of these packaging are just so nice you're like you're thinking you're gonna get a a, a golden ring when you pop that shit up <laughs> like, you know so i think for competitions if you know should i guess i'm giving advice for competitions if you have the perfect package and you have whatever's in that package is you know, the, the fire of all fires, your chances are probably going to be a little bit better than the next guy that doesn't have the, the, the right packaging or, or lacking in, in that area. And that's just the, that's just the way the best, the nature of the beast in our business right now. You know, I'm right. probably sure it's, that's how it is out there. A lot of the packaging kind of drives the market as well, too. You would think it would be what's in the bag, um, but packaging is important as well. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you hit it right. Like it's a, you know, at this point it's a part of the experience, right? Like when, yeah. when you see a package and you know, you just start saying, wow, this looks like it's going to be good. Right. And then yeah. still, yeah. you can't smell it. So when you see the nut, you know, I mean, in California, you see a lot of stuff in boxes where you can't even see the flower. Washington, oh, man. Washington they're very big on like having windows into every jar. I don't know yeah. why. Our, our market is just like shit does. If you can't see the weed, like people don't buy it. Whereas in Cali, wow. You guys got people that grow kill that are in a box you can't see, but you just know it's kill and sells anyways, you know? Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at that. You're right. There's a lot of, you know, there is a movement out here. There's people are doing black jars because mm -hmm. it doesn't let UV in. And yeah. it, sometimes the weed sits on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of understand that. But you're right. I mean, without the window, it's, it's like, what are you buying? Is it going right. to be brown when I open that shit up? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah. And as I, you know, we, we had a cultivator, a friend of mine who's a cultivator on the podcast shit, a month or two ago. And he was, you know, we we're asking him what goes into strains. And he said for him personally, he was like, taste. He's like, you know, smell and taste. He's like, I don't care what it looks like. He said, it could look like trash, but if it smells and smokes great, I don't care. But he was saying, yeah. you know, in the Washington market or much like California, if it doesn't look good, I can't sell it. Nobody wants it. It doesn't matter what it smokes like. And he said that was one of his, you know, biggest pitfalls of the industry is you lose those strains that you can't get looking right. But, you know, I mean, back in the day, right? Like you you go to your man's house and he's like, yo, this does not look good, but this is the one, it's bro. Fire, like, it's fire, yeah. The one. And you'll be like, this looks like some bullshit. And you oh, smoke man. it and you're like, bro, what? 
Lit, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. We, we do some cultivation as well. I've been growing for a long time, man. And you're right, man. Like, the trends have changed so much. Like, yeah, and I guess it's the way it's the presentation. And, and like you said, the regulations don't let them do too much. But it sure is a shame. Like, damn, like, I, I miss the days you can go to dispensary and pop those jars. And you're like, yeah. damn, okay. That I think now that I think about it, that's what drove a lot of sales back then. Because you just pop the jar and you let the consumer smell it. Which one you? Which one smells the fire? Is damn okay, and then that would, that was probably second to THC percentage back then. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. The the regulated stuff is crazy, but it's what we got to work with. So exactly. What can we and do, as, you know? as we move towards you know the inevitable national legalization, you know I think a lot of people are under this impression that it's going to become oh we're going to advertise on Facebook, Instagram, like oh, it's like no, nah, it's going to be tighter, right? Like more regulations, another layer of tax, like it's going to cost more and be more. You know, it's oh man, it'll be I better. Sure hope- and it'll be worse, you know. What I mean, yeah. I sure hope Facebook and IG at least fucking come around. That would be crazy if it's federally legal and they're still shutting our pages down. Right. Shit. Uh, on that note, follow us at farmerscupofficial.com and San Diego Cannabis Farmers Market uh, on Instagram. But um, man, you know, I I don't know. The regulations are. I, I'm kind of my new thing for fearing about the regulations is I was very excited for legalization on a national level to happen because of interstate commerce mm-hmm. you know take growing it in washington i mean how cool would it be if i can grow my shit here license and then put it in washington and sell yeah. it i mean or, or vice versa or whatever um but i'm hearing through the grapevine like that's not how it's gonna be the states are still gonna want control over it mm-hmm. you know they're they're gonna want just like san diego and, and different areas they're gonna want still control over it so I don't know if when it becomes legal anymore, is there even going to be interstate commerce? May I don't even think at first. I hope I'm wrong, but it just makes me think about other things like what you said. Like we all want everybody to hopefully they let everybody out of jail. Hey, right. give me federal legalization. And if they can give us that shit. OK, that's at least one thing they can do. Fucking sure. free our fucking pot prisoners right now rotting in jail or yeah. fucking doing these businesses on a podcast about weed and these fools are still locked up rotting away in fucking jail shit pisses me off like 100 man 100 and i'm passionate you know, about that i i i feel you and you know i it's not to our fault because we're both on the west coast but the west coast we really push for legalization because we just you know cannabis culture on the west coast and especially california it's been so accessible and so open we just push yeah. for like give us some free, you know, some legitimate freedom around this. Exactly. And now that we're getting to the East coast, people are finally starting to say, and, and more power to them are, are and, I, and I love this. Someone said the other day, they're like, you can't have legalization. You can't legalize this and not address the, not only the, the, you know, the, the prison injustices, but the racial injustices. Like, Oh you yeah. You got to have the whole conversation. You oh, can't yeah. have more than, than the other. And so I really yep. salute the East Coast for really standing up and speaking about that. I don't know what the fuck's going to come from it, but I at least salute them for, like, really pushing the line on that conversation. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, that shit is deep, man. That that goes back to our, our mothers and fathers' generations, you know, when uh, whatever that damn president is that started the war on drugs, I mean, shit, they might as well have called it a war on, on marijuana. Like, right. and, and we're still, we're all living in those repercussions. I mean, they... Yeah, that's a deep conversation, man. Social equity is deep. You know, the the dis, disreport, disappropriate 
neighborhoods that haven't given the same chance that have been, you know, anyways, that's just a whole conversation, right? That needs to happen. And how is that going to happen on a federal level? Holy shit. That's a a lot of stuff that, yeah. It gets, it gets, it gets deep, man. It gets deep, but you know, I I really, you know, obviously we're both, I think it's something we're both probably real passionate about, Yeah, man. but to really a little bit more back, you know, and I don't want you to, you know, it might be difficult to, uh, show favor to one or the other because i know you guys work with so many brands but what are some brands i won't say favorite or the best but what are some brands that stand out in california to anyone out there that gets in their feelings doesn't mean just because you know you're not brought up doesn't mean anything good or bad about you but i'm just curious some of the brands that just kind of stick out when i when i'm asking what are what are the brands in cali that that you're smoking on right now or, or you're a fan of yeah yeah for sure um you know i'm gonna go ahead and just divulge some of our past winners on the farmers cup um uh you know because a lot of those brands have really came out with some amazing stuff. Um, shout out to Cream of the Crop. Um, they they do some amazing work, some good cultivation, some great pre-rolls, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Sticky Status, uh, they're cultivators out of L.A. They do some amazing flower. Um, they they do some stuff uh, with Dr. Green Thumb as well, and, and they just do amazing. Sticky Status, shout out to you guys. Um, uh, here in San Diego, shout out to uh palomar mountain cultivation mm. they're one of our only uh, and first i don't know if they're first or second but they do some really good work um up in uh, the mountains over here in san diego um uh for flower what else ziki shout out to ziki they do some really good stuff as well um i can keep on going but i mean i'll, I'll just cap it at that for flower those are probably my the brands that i, I like that's awesome. I'm stoked yeah, to try out our, our next Harvest Cup, though, or Harvest Edition. There's so many new brands. I'm, mm-hmm. I can't wait to try some of them out. I'm probably going to have to buy a judge kit for myself because, like, there's uh, – we got – was it Oak, Oak Fruitland? They just joined oh, – yeah. uh, I've, been, I've been seeing their little pictures on LinkedIn. That shit looks crazy, man. Oh, man, yeah. Zeke just entered. Uh, we have a lot of uh, humble – uh legacy farmers in um was it pharmaceuticals they do some really good uh greenhouse stuff and sun-grown stuff um and we're getting a lot of sun-grown entries that are are just looked amazing like uh, some of the stuff it looks almost damn near close to to indoor so Hmm. yeah but yeah you you guys are getting especially with greenhouse but even even that sun grown in the right region you know and and person doing the same thing it's sometimes you know i love that's one of the few things i love about california when someone hands you a bag and be like do you think that's indoor and i'm always like you know i'm gonna say yes but by asking that question i know it's not you know oh man right yeah exactly like yeah some of this stuff is amazing but we can't wait yeah those some of these brands they do some really really good work hard work and uh we're just we're just happy to provide them a platform to like really put it out there i mean a lot here in san diego we sometimes we don't get everything from the bay area or even la like a lot of the stuff from the bay or even up north in Humboldt and emerald triangle it stops at the bay area you know they'll sell them to all the clubs down there so when we get up people you know joining from up north and and mid you know mid california area like we're, we're stoked on it we're super happy oh yeah and that's that's definitely one of the uh one of the issues or or situations that's very unique to california just due to the sheer size and geography right it's, it's very yeah, difficult man. to distribute from 
fucking Mendocino to San Diego. You know, that's not that's not a once a week drive. Anybody. Oh, man. Yeah. That's one of our issues to actually getting uh, c competitors for our event is it's really hard it's when you have a small farm in the middle of Emerald Triangle and they're 50 miles from anywhere with anything and they got to travel, you know, four high 500 miles down here for one district, you know, distribution charge to a dispensary that they might not even be on a shelf with. It costs them thousands of dollars. But anyways, that's one of our one of the issues. You're right. Uh, just the logistics of doing these events are are pretty interesting. But, you know, we have some really good partners. We have a few distribution partners that are are, are really willing to go the extra mile. Like literally, I guess now that we're talking about it, um, I mean, yeah, we, we're actually just about to uh, do a, a local dis um, delivery deal with a few distribution companies that'll go up to Northern Bay and pick up some stuff. So it's got to depend on our community, you know, and, and try to help everybody out as much as we can. That's, I mean, that's, that's what it is, man. And I think that's a, that's a great, you know, for me, that's a great tie in because that's, that's really, like we said, how legalization the pre-legalization, that's what this industry was about. The communities, what got legalization there seems very much tied to your guys' ethos. And so before I, I want to say thank you for hopping on here today. But before we get up out of here, is there anything else you want anyone to know? Plug, you know, one last time where people can find you at. Yeah, check out our websites, San Diego Cannabis Farmers Market.com. Check out FarmersCupOfficial.com. We have event tickets right now available for the harvest cup you're not going to be disappointed there's going to be over 45 companies involved in this judge kit the judge kits are going to be crazy make sure to get a ticket um also check out our farmers or i'm, I'm sorry check out our job fair and that's free to attend it's a virtual event but there's all kinds of opportunities even if you're not looking for a job check it out we actually have some cultivation jobs popping up on that you can also look for free tickets on our website san diego cannabis farmers.com uh, farmersmarket.com um, and also on instagram is where we do most of our advertising so check us out on there same thing farmers cup official and san diego cannabis farmers market so it's going to look like that but mm -hmm. yeah that's it i appreciate you guys having me on i love to do this again and we want to try to get some guests on here so let's uh let's maybe talk after this. bro yeah let's let's definitely organize that please keep us in, you know in loop i think we're already talking to you guys about the farmer's cup but keep us in the loop with the job fair too because that's you know yeah. I'd love to just you know continually help get that education out there. there's a lot of people curious about cannabis how to get in how the industry yeah. works they might be in the industry and just a bud tender and don't see a path on where they can go from here um so you know would love to just help you know share that out to our audience and help you know amplify that any way we can man that's 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 great work man definitely definitely oh shout Sweet. out to russ he put this together uh yeah. our team russ shout out to you he, he's one of our uh our, our main crew and he makes a lot of stuff happen so yeah Hell yeah 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 and appreciate you guys right. having me on thanks again shout out to joey i see you doing your thing thank you mitch uh respect my region you guys doing big things man and just happy to be on here Awesome. Appreciate you, Jay, man. Thank you very much to everyone else tuning into the North American Weed Tour podcast today.